<laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show we are going to be talking to a, a good friend of mine um, about how to be operating from our heart centre and how that can actually change our life and the direction of our life and the quality of our life as well. So please uh, help me uh, welcome my special guest Dr. Lise Janelle. How are you Lise? Hello Natalie, I'm great, thank you. So great to have you here. I know this is uh, such an awesome topic for us to be talking about and uh, we also have an awesome event that's coming up as well that I want to share with, with our community. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we start um, with your story and how you got into doing the type of work that you do. Well, um, my story started like many people with a crisis. In 1988, I, um, my father was diagnosed with terminal cancer three weeks before my sister was getting married. The week after my, my sister's wedding, my 21-year-old brother died in a car accident. Then my relationship to the man I thought I was going to marry, an eight-year relationship ended, and all of this within the space of a month. And I was, oh, I was devastated. I was like, oh, I was in so much pain. So I went on a quest to try to understand what it takes to live a great life just to survive this. because. I wanted to make sure that when my last breath came, I felt good and I felt happy. And so I studied with some of the best teachers in the world. And in 1989, I, I took a seminar. And in the middle of doing it, I got the deepest spiritual transformation of my life. And I'm trying to put words to something that happened to me. But at that moment, I just got to know that Everything that happens to us, everything that happened, that will happen, is specifically designed just for us, to help us be the best that we can be, for us to learn to love ourselves, others, and to grow in wisdom. Basically, I'm putting words, but that's why I got. So at that moment, that was in 1989, I wrote down that I wanted to help heal the hearts of millions of people by maximizing their life potential. So since 1989, I've been on a quest, and now I'm a heart-centered success coach, that, and I help people live from the heart. Because this is what I found is, as human beings, we can live our life either through our mind, our emotions or our hearts. And we only experience a true sense of success, a true sense of happiness when we live from the heart. So yeah. my whole work is dedicated to that. Yeah. Because that's so what you're saying is that you had the realization that we're all here uh, to learn specific lessons in this particular lifetime? Mm -hmm. We are here to learn to, I, I believe our mission in life ultimately all of, of us is to learn to love. Right. How we do this is specific to all of us. And basically, I like, I like visuals. So <laughs> after traveling the world, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars studying with the best teachers and all that, I can bring down the success, the formula for success, the formula for happiness to this famous yin and yang. And traditionally, this represents the female principle, this represents the male principle, and the, the yin principle is about listening and listening to her heart. And our heart wants us to know two things. Our heart wants us to know that we are worthy of love, 
And the second thing our heart wants us to know is our dreams and aspirations. Admit our dreams and aspirations. And then once we admitted that, to get going on it. So it's, it's like the formula for a happy life is just that. It's very simple. But why is it that we don't believe, do it? Because of our beliefs. So beliefs come in the way and they prevent us from listening and they prevent us from acting. And so that's the journey that we all have as human beings is to bring through the beliefs with courage, following our hearts to live an amazing life. Right. So it sounds like you're saying that the feminine part of us is all about the connection mm-hmm. and then the masculine is all about the action. Exactly. We have the connection, we get the intuition, and then the and then the male part is the action of making it, it happen. So so how do we connect to our heart? Like what does that look like? Well, you know you're in your heart when you have gratitude, mm-hmm. when you have love, when you have inspiration, which <laughs> to show, and when you have wisdom. For me, love is not an emotion. Love is our state of being. This is who we are. And one of the fastest ways to have access to that is through gratitude. So gratitude helps us be in touch with the heart, which then allows us to hear the voice within, which then allows us to dream, create mind movies, then gives us courage to go after that. It's a snowball that happens once we start. Gratitude is is so important because it's like, Everybody, and, and this is, I think that's one of my biggest messages. Like, I've spoken around the world, thousands of people, and I ask people, raise your hand if you've never experienced huge challenges. And guess what? Nobody has ever risen their hand. Yeah. Everybody has got that. So, the key as a human being is not to try to only have pleasurable experiences. If we are smart, what we're going to learn to do is use the challenge and the support to get us where we want to go. Right. And the same thing, we all have a story, right? All of us have a story. There's there's some kind of challenge that we've had in our life. And I think, too, as a result of that, don't you find that we often have um, beliefs, coping mechanisms, behaviours, as a result of that, that then stop us from being able to live our, you know, our true and authentic lives? Yes. Well, I find we have, as human beings, we have two possible course of being. One is the unconscious, asleep and fentile stage of our evolutionary development. The other one is our conscious, mature, awakened. Everybody goes through this one and not everybody wakes up. And in this one the trick is that as human beings we're born on planet Earth and right from the get-go love has to come from the outside. So we're at the mercy of the winds. Because if I cry and my mom responds, I'm queen, I'm king, like I'm powerful, like you know, I have worth, everything is great. But if one day I cry and mom is exhausted, didn't hear me, what's wrong with me? I can't get what I want. Maybe I shouldn't ask for what I want because it hurts too much when I ask and I don't get what I want. And then Maybe mom has the audacity to have another baby. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm not enough. It's so painful. She's busy with the other now. I don't have to. So what's wrong with me? Then I go to school and my little best friend, you know, is my best friend. But next day, somebody else has got a better toy. Oh my goodness, now they don't want to play with me. Then I'm 17 years old and I have a crush on someone. It doesn't work. And now I'm crushed. 
So we're constantly looking for the outside to tell us what to do, how to be, and that drives us crazy because mm. we can never, ever win in that situation because everybody else is busy trying to do the same thing and we go nuts by doing this. That's why it's important to stop and say, all right, this unconscious doesn't work. I'm going to start listening to my heart. I'm going to know I'm worthy. It's not going to depend on what people are doing or not doing. And I'm going to admit what it is I want to create with my life. And then I'm going to make sure I make it happen. And that's our journey. And once we, we start there, that's why I call that a co-creation, because we have to be in tune with our own heart. But then we, we work on that, and that makes us feel alive, that makes us feel inspired, love, worthy. All of these things happen when we connect with the heart. You know, it's interesting that you talk about this because what I hear you saying and the realization I just had is that we all start unconsciously. Yes. We, we all start unconsciously and then the, the stage is set. You know, not everyone is going to have that response that if they cry and mum doesn't come straight away, we know it, children will all respond to that differently. Or, you know, the new toy. I mean, these are innocent events that we would, would respond differently because of our personality or whatever. So we all start unconsciously. And then when we get older, if we have the ability or we have the, um, the blessing to wake up, then we can work on that to then expand into a, a more heart-centered life. Yes, exactly. Beautifully said. And that's what it's beautiful with the mind movies. That's what you help people do. Is you, you get them on the path of asking themselves, like, what matters to me? What can I do for me? And that's that's so needed. That's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how, um, you know, you were just pointing out then too how most of us, we look outside of us for happiness. You know, I'll be happy when I get the right relationship. I'll be happy when I have the house and the car and all that kind of thing. But really what we want to do is generate that from, from inside of us. You know, so I know that you've said that gratitude is a way to do that. But how do we live every day like this? Well, that's the path to enlightenment. And I find working with my own path and the path of my clients is that, you know, at first when you start, maybe you're grateful once a month. And then as you keep doing the work, you're grateful once a week. Then you're grateful once a day, then once an hour, then once a minute. Like, that is the path to enlightenment. So we, we can't judge ourselves where we're at. Just know that this is an eternal journey that we're just going to keep being on. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I know that you've been teaching this for, for quite some time now. So can you, can you share some of the stories of people that you've worked with and the transformation they've experienced from, from working with you? You know, I've worked with thousands of people so far. I, some of the things I wanted to say is like how when I work with people and I test their beliefs, almost everybody I've tested so far has a fear of being successful. Mm. Why? Because we associate that with being alone. For example, the first time I did the work on myself, I realized I had this story. I'll show you the story. When I was five years old, I was coloring in my coloring book. And my little sister is three and a half. And I finish my picture. I'm all happy. And I go and I show it to my mother. And my mother said, well, done, Liz. You color between the lines. It's beautiful. Well, 
My little sister is three and a half. She can't color between the lines. So she runs away crying. So now I'm standing there going, oh, when I'm successful, other people get hurt, and worse, I end up alone. So when I work with people, it's one of the first things I check is which belief has been associated with being successful, which belief has been associated when I do my mind movie and I get all these things, I may end up alone. So maybe I better not really do this because otherwise I'm going to be alone. People will be jealous of me. People will resent me. So that's like I was in Chicago. I was speaking to coaches, 350 coaches from North America. And I asked if they wanted to be tested on this. I had like at least 100 coaches lining up to be tested on I'm really willing able to be successful. And only one was congruent with success. Imagine, coaches were supposed to be all about success, even them were not. So by just tweaking that belief, uh, like I have a, a company right now. They, when they first came to see me, they, they were running like it's a $6 million a year uh, company, but both owners were in debts. Credit card debts, uh, line of credit debts, having no money in the bank, no assets. So by starting to work on this, these beliefs, within six months, the credit cards were paid off. Six months later, the line of credit was paid off. They started to put money in the bank, and now I got them to buy them, sell their own buildings. So those beliefs, like I have another client. She's a financial advisor. She was always good at helping other people put money in the bank. Yeah. For some reason, she couldn't put money in the bank until we found out that the belief that she had was that when she was a kid, her uncle would ask her to do chores she didn't want to do and would pay her for that. So she decided she was not going to let anybody rule her, that she was going to do whatever she wants. Money did not matter. So after working on this, reconnecting her with her heart, letting go of the story, the following month she put $50,000 in the bank. Same thing with relationships. I, I can I can tell you stories after stories after story of what happens when we let go of the illusion that something was wrong with us, or that something was unfair inside of us, and we become conscious and we wake up to what our heart truly wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I know that you've got like the Global Heart Summit coming up very soon. Can you share a little bit about what's happening with that? Because I'm very excited about this event. Yes, well, um, the Global Heart Healing Summit, you know, in 1989, I wrote down it. I wanted to help heal the hearts of millions of people, and that's, that's really on my radar ever since then. And I, I want, I'd like to, to tell you a quote that by uh, Greg Braden that really inspires me, that for me has got me really focused with the Global Heart Healing Summit, and it's our beliefs have the power to change the flow of events in the universe. Literally, to interrupt and redirect time, matter, and space, and the events that occur within them. And it's also been said that if we get the square root of 1% of the population on the globe together doing something, shifting beliefs, we can start doing this. We can impact the world. And do you know that's only 8,000 people? So if we can get 8,000 people starting to wake up and start believing that they're worthy of love for themselves because and listening to their hearts, that starts to heal their hearts. 
But then realizing that you, me, all of us that decides to embark on that conscious journey of waking up, we can start shifting the course of the universe. Because with everything we've been facing, you know, the ISIS things and the wars and the stuff that's happening, this does not happen when someone is connected in their hearts. When so, we're in a state of gratitude, the last thing we feel like doing is beheading someone. It doesn't come into our consciousness. So that if we can get 8,000 people all at once connecting, and, and the show is going to be amazing. We have some amazing, fabulous speaker. We have Jack Canfield. We have Janet Atwood. We have Lisa Nichols. We even have a, a, a master Qigong healer that's going to be there to send energy. We're going to have Frederick Johnson, who's an amazing, beautiful performer. He's opened up for Miles Davis before. For Franklin, it's like it's going to be an amazing event over three days on Valentine's Day weekend. Awesome. Um, so, guys, if you want to um, register for that event, I um, you can cl either click the banner to the side if you're watching this online, or the banner underneath if you're watching this on the app, and you can go through and register for that incredible event. I will definitely be there, um, and I'm so looking forward to it. So, thank you, Lisa, for, for joining me today. Um, as always, we always have very stimulating conversations, and I'm really glad we got to share that with our community. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being there. Awesome. Now guys, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page and leave your email if you haven't done so already so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.